Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Film Buffs. I'm here with Jono, and today we have a very special guest, our second guest on the podcast, Ryan. Uh, I forgot your last name, Ryan, but if you chime in, you can give you, give us your last name. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Uh, Ryan... Or you can remain a mystery if you want. Ooh. That's true. Depends on we... your, uh, how comfortable you are with uh, being a public persona. I can stick with just the Ryan, you know, the uh, have the mysterious uh, persona after that. <laughs> All right, so we have... Dan, Jono, and Ryan, the mysterious persona. Now, Ryan, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, all right. Well, um, as you can tell from my accent, uh, Canadian boy. <laughs> very. Um, very much so. Um, moved to Vancouver about two years ago from Edmonton. Um, loving it out here. Do not want to go back to the snow. Um, but other than that, uh, huge sports buff and uh, comic book nerd. Um, born and raised on uh, Batman the Animated Series, and then fourth. And um, another one that I just picked up again just the other day, they reboot. They did the reboot of reboot, the Guardian Code, and oh my goodness, it is actually garbage. Please do not watch it. (laughs) Okay. That's quite a point. I know, yeah. Well, I won't. I won't watch it now. I used to watch reboot when I was growing up too. But I wasn't a huge fan of it. But uh, I could imagine it was pretty innovative for the time, right? It was like the first fully CG animated TV series, was it not? Yes, it was, and it was actually animated by Bartell, which is I worked there. In... Yeah, I used to work there. What? Yeah, man. No I way. A, I was a production assistant at Bartell. I worked on a show called Dino Trucks, which was for DreamWorks Dope. and. Um, it's on, on Netflix, Netflix now, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. It was there for oh, nine months. Oh, that's pretty slick. Awesome. So you didn't get on uh, before they were with uh, Rick and Morty? Uh, no, I didn't work on Rick and Morty. Um, that was in the... There was a different studio. They have, they had a couple of locations at the time. I don't know if they still do, but that one was the downtown location, and I was on the one oh, okay. on uh, Granville Island there. Oh, nice. Yes, that's uh, actually right by my new place. Where, yeah. Uh, the animation district. Yeah. It's a pretty solid area. Which is, well, uh, having said all that, that's why we've brought Ryan on the podcast today. And actually, it's it's very fitting because, uh, uh, well, it's good because Alex, who is also a Marvel fan, uh, couldn't make it today. Or he might be able to pop in. Yeah, he's having some internet issues, so hopefully he'll get that sorted and be able to, to jump on. But um, anyway, so uh, Ryan, what do you do for a living and what makes you a... Um a Marvel expert, I suppose. You're a Marvel expert today. Yeah, yeah, all right. Um, so I'm an architectural tech. Um, I work at a place that is undisclosed, um, <laughs> working on uh, major <laughs> projects that are... Uh, Very mysterious, Ryan. Yes. No last the, name. No, no last name, all the mystique. Yeah. We're uh, learning less and less about Ryan as this podcast <laughs> goes on. <laughs> uh, but basically, I just, uh, all day I draft... Uh, building plans for um, community centers, senators, you know, Uh, community centers and uh, arenas and that kind of thing. So um, uh, my Marvel background, though, I started collecting when I was a lot younger. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm much older now, as you can tell. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) By the bass in your voice, yes. Yes, yes. I've hit puberty, I swear. so that uh, that's a little too much information about myself. The mystique has faded away. Okay. Um, well, we know th- Ryan has a first name. He works for some company, and he's hit puberty. So that's three things we know about you so far. 
Well, that's, th- <laughs> that's three things we don't know about us, Dan. That's right. We haven't disclosed any of those things about ourselves. <laughs> We are more mysterious, actually. Anyway, uh, that was, uh, yeah, that's why we've got you on the podcast today, though, Ryan, because you've got this Marvel um, background. You've been, you, I've seen your your Marvel collection. Yeah, in, uh, I'll actually at, have to. Uh, Chateau Ryan. I'll have to send you a link uh, to one of my photos or something, and you can put that up if you want. I have recently, uh, in the past few months, read uh, a couple of the Infinity Gauntlet infinity gauntlet series is i still didn't get that out right <laughs> take three here we uh, go yeah let's just start the whole thing over again but uh, <laughs> i've i've read i've read a few comic books in my uh in even in the past few years that have uh, i've kind of gotten into it more and i did kind of follow up the film that we watched obviously infinity war with reading these particular graphic novels and they're very different but you can tell where they brought their they found their inspirations from they so yeah without further ado should we get on to uh, infinity war yes we should um so yeah listeners we wanted to do a bit of a uh, stan lee tribute because he passed away in the past few weeks so today we're going to talk about infinity war and uh you know hence our model we'll, expert ryan we'll also talk about um the uh, Stan Lee appearances, particularly in this film, but I, I think we should also give a little bit of a tip of the hat to that. And Ryan probably knows a majority of them pretty well. I watched the uh, I watched the, the the reel of Stan Lee uh, cameos a few weeks ago at the day he passed away, mm-hmm. which is very sad. And you actually realize how much fun he is in every film. Like I I find that. Stan Lee cameos were th- were a really huge thing for me in the films. Even though they're so small, I really enjoy them so much. It's a little speck of like just how much magic he can project. Yeah, he's actually like a great personality. But on camera, he has a lot of presence. He does a really good job. Even his cartoon appearances, like yep. in, what was it? Yeah, Amazing that's right. Spider Man and everything. Yeah. He was it Amazing Spider Man. Uh, just Spider Man, the Fox Spider-Man. Kids cartoon. Right, yeah, I watched some stuff from Cartoon that. Cartoon expert too, so exactly, yeah. You've got you've got the whole uh, the whole gauntlet there of uh, Saturday the morning infinity lineup. gauntlet. The you've got an infinite gauntlet of uh, <laughs> Excelsior knowledge on Stanley cameos. It was uh yeah, it was really sad watching all of that because you realize well, we have seen the last of the Stanley cameos. I'm guessing that the no. final one will be in. Uh, uh, what's it called? Captain Marvel? No, no. He's recorded or filmed four cameos. So either it'll end in Avengers 4 or Spider-Man Homecoming. Or, oh, he sorry, made all of them. They filmed it uh, prior to his passing. Oh, oh wow. wow. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. So, But that's... whenever the last one happens, which would make sense they do it in Far From Home because that's the third movie this year that'll be coming out. Um, and it's Spidey, which is... Far From Home. Which one? That's the new one. That's um, the sequel to uh, Homecoming. Sequel to Homecoming. Okay. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is playing uh, Mysterio. Oh. Mysterio. I'm really excited about that. I watched uh, Spider-Man uh, Homecoming on the uh, uh, on the weekend because it was. I just got a subscription service to Crave. And plug have, for Crave. Yeah, right I'm now. plugging Crave right now. <laughs> I don't know if I would really plug it though, but I am impressed with the amount of more recent films they had. So I watched Spider-Man: Homecoming, and I love that film. And I was I was walking to the grocery store the other day after I had watched it, as because I'm a grown up. 
Yeah. <laughs> I watched I a movie. I watched Spider-Man and then now went I and did buy adult some things. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go buy myself some chicken breast and some brown rice and saute myself up a nice stir fry. That's not sautéing. Was it Uncle uh, Ben's rice? I hope it was I'm Uncle I'm mixing Ben's. my cooking. I'm mixing no. up my cooking methods. Uh, anyways, uh, so it was... Uh, um, yeah, it was really interesting to think about, uh, well, the Stanley appearances that, but also in that film, it's just, they're really feel good films, uh, for the most part, but well done. And, uh, but, uh, this particular film, Infinity War, uh, obviously has a darker tone to it, but you still get that Marvel like enjoyment out of watching it. And I will say that, um, to, to segue back into the film here that we're talking about, they, I, I've really I after watching it last night I really enjoyed the journey of getting here I realized and how much better the films have gotten there have been some lulls but there have been some really great uh, moments obviously and just the whole through line and story connections it feels really cool to just be everything we've invested this. has come to a head yeah totally so it's it's been really cool so yeah without further ado what did you think Dan Yep. of uh uh infinity war as a whole starting off this discussion uh, the film as a whole yeah yeah um i i really like this film there's uh I, particularly the ending i think the ending was i mean i don't like to jump right to the end at the very beginning but that's the, the standout <laughs> for me is is the end of this film i thought it was uh very beautiful in the way that it went it sort of reached this level of shakespearean tragedy that I don't think anyone was really expecting. And I certainly wasn't anyway, but I'm not huge into these movies. I just kind of watch them and I appreciate them for what they are. But uh, yeah, this is a, a lot of fun. I think they did a great job of balancing all the storylines. It's a massive, massive characters and, and oftentimes characters get lost and their storylines don't have any resident, uh, resonance, but they balance everyone really, really well. Everyone got the right amount of screen time. Their story arcs were cool and uh, yeah. Thor was definitely, he's always my favorite. I thought that was the best storyline, personally. Yeah, I really enjoy Thor's storyline, but storyline. But I actually will say, to that point, um, it's it's not, like, the most, like, the best movie of all time. Yeah, no. But it's very enjoyable, and it is very, uh, I, I remember seeing it the first time thinking, they successfully gave a lot of characters skin in the game motive yeah um and really did a good job of bringing so many characters into the mix and making you invest in them but also developing a villain so so well yeah which it was I, a thanos movie it was a thanos movie yes. yeah it, it's an origin where you see thanos you see as to why he wants to do what he wants to do but at the same time, there there were holes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, again, that's any character in the Marvel universe. I honestly, I do love the Marvel universe beyond belief, and these movies have been nothing but a joy to watch. And it's again culminating to a head where I I agree with what Dan, what you were saying with like the end. Mm-hmm. It just it just felt so abrupt, and it I felt like it actually had to be that way for it to actually hit home. And, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, like, like, um, because I rewatching it again, 
I have I've I've only seen it the two times. Uh, once on opening day, actually with Jono. That's right. And then <laughs> on the flight back from Japan uh, a couple of weeks ago. But um, that being said, it, the ending hits the exact same way both times. That it's just you you, you have a gut punch and. I mean that gut punch sticks with you too. Like it's just as bad the second time as the as the first. <laughs> yeah. Not not sure that I really wanted to go back for uh, for a second round of that though. <laughs> I uh, I actually saw it twice in the theaters and like the first time I was kind of like okay yeah this is a a cool film it's enjoyable and yep it's going well and then the ending hit and I was that's what really made me love and appreciate this film was what they did with that ending. So then I, I went to the theater again a couple of weeks later and saw it again. And, and like you said, it was that same emotional response where it's like, wow, that's really, really powerful. It's and, really uh, great how much weight it carried. It was mm-hmm. They did a really yeah. good job of uh, maximizing this, the emotion in that film with, around yeah. Thanos, too. Mm-hmm. His, his, uh, his actions carried a ton of weight. So they had 64 characters that they, um, or 60, I think it was what... what uh, uh, the other Chris, one of the three Chris's had said is that there's about like 64 characters that they had to balance in this movie. Um, you talked about before too, about, uh, the screen time. Was there one character you kind of wish you would have saw a little bit more of? Um, I mean, uh, honestly, I, I just want to watch Thor. I think all the Thor movies are some of them. Well, the first Thor movie is probably my favorite Marvel film. And I think he's the most, uh, enjoyable character for me and especially in this film i thought his storyline was just so cool like when he goes and gets um what is it stormbreaker and all that stuff that's that's some of my favorite stuff but again i think if you get too much maybe maybe it tips the balance the wrong way uh what i did notice and i think this might be a segue that we can go on and then come back to the question but i noticed that nobody missed hawkeye in this movie the first time I saw it, I didn't even notice he wasn't there until after the film. I went, oh, yeah, what happened to Jeremy Renner? Um, yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. Uh, Ale- um, sorry, Ryan, maybe you could speak to that. Um, well, that that's the trick of uh, Disney and Marvel's marketing, though, because they had him in the uh, the poster. They had him in every all their marketing, and yeah. they didn't use him. But I, there's obviously a reason as to why. I'm assuming that'll be answered in Avengers 4. Um, but... Again, he didn't need to be there. He wasn't really a big prominent part in the Infinity War um, uh, series, I guess, in that sense, in the comics. So okay. Yeah, he wasn't at it's all. It's not like he was like a pivotal part. It's not like where um, Silver Surfer, who Marvel's now, or sorry, Disney's now acquired the rights back for. Oh, uh, they have? Yes, yeah. Awesome. He's a part of the Fox deal. Um, but so like, for instance, the, the first scene where Bruce Banner comes through uh, Dr. St- Doctor Strange's uh, Sanctum Sanctorum. When he crashes through, that's actually the Silver Surfer in uh, the Infinity War uh, comic way back when. Oh, um, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I like what they did there and how they had to handle it. And it made sense as to why they did what they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do have to say it was a really cool homage to see um, uh, Mark Ruffalo look exactly like the Silver Surfer, just basically like terrified about Thanos and just... Yeah, that's right. He's... Thanos is coming. Yeah. Oh, okay. That was a... So you're saying you're saying that they gave the, the Hulk bit where Hulk is sent through the Bifrost to yes. That yeah. Was, okay. Yeah. Right at the beginning. There. They've tra- They've uh, done a pretty good job of uh, utilizing. I mean, they have a lot of characters on their roster, but they've done a good job of 
utilizing um, other characters to fill the voids that uh, the characters they don't have the rights to would normally uh, fill in the film, right? Like, or in the original story. So Silver Surfer played a huge part in the Infinity uh, in the Infinity Gauntlet series. Was it the Infinity Gauntlet series or Infinity Wars? Uh, the first one was the Infinity Gauntlet. You're right. Yeah. And then it goes to Infinity Wars after that. And then there's Infinity Aftermath. It's yeah, a whole it, bunch of them. Like, there's probably just stick 12 to Infinity or something. Gauntlet. It's the best. That and the Thanos quest. That yeah. Was... Okay. So I read Infinity War and then I read, uh, um, yeah, I read Infinity War. No, Gauntlet, War, and I have Aftermath. I haven't read Aftermath. But Adam Warlock is a big part, obviously, in those, and we haven't seen anything of him. Here's a question for you, Ryan. Um, Adam Warlock has been introduced in um, in uh, some of the end things. Yeah, Guardians 2. Guardians 2. Do you think we're going to see him in the next film? I don't know. I mean, I assume James Gunn at the time had a plan for that. Uh, James Gunn no longer part of uh, any of the Marvel universe. So. But isn't it um, the other guy that's Kevin kind Feige? Of, kind of Kevin Feige that's like in charge of all this stuff. Yeah, so he he probably will be in it. I just don't know because if Feige didn't have him in the original original plan, then I don't see him being in them in the movie. Well, then why introduce him in the end credits? Then that's the thing. Because I mean, you have Cap- it's Captain. It's an end credit though, right? That's the same with Howard the Duck. So have it, and then he actually appeared in Guardians Two for just a fun reason as well. But right. he's a big part well, of the Marvel Well, he was universe. a cameo, but like yeah. those end things usually have some kind of link to the rest of the universe. Like Mar- uh, Iron Man, the end of that spurred on the entire Marvel universe. Yes. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I I'm I would be very interested in that because now you have this Titan of mm-hmm. a villain. And uh, he's literally well done, a titan. Well yeah. That's a titan right. of titan. Yeah, he's the titan. And now you have Captain Marvel facing off against him, Assume uh, we assume. She's the... Well, be all end all there. That's what Marvel's trying to make her out as, right? Right. So do you think she's going to be the one that actually takes him down? Do you think I don't it's think be so. I think she's going to be the one that uh, beats him down enough that everybody else can. I don't right. think she's going to be the one that gives the finishing blow, though. She can't really because, like, don't do you, you have think all Thor these other has characters? to be the one? I think. Okay, this is my this is my thought. Okay, uh, I think that Thor is. He's either going to die in the next one, which no. really sucks. I just because I think Thor is just as po- powerful as Captain Marvel in the MCU. I think they're trying to build up Captain Marvel so so much so. But I, I feel that's why Thor was really featured in this film is because mm-hmm. he is the strongest Avenger, which, right. although I don't think that uh, Tony Stark agrees, as we saw in Thor Ragnarok, with the um, his ID for when they went on the Quinjet. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bruce Banner's mm-hmm. like, oh, who's the strongest, strongest Avenger? Avenger? Hulk. And it's just like, no. Well, Hulk's obviously <laughs> gonna make his appearance because he kind of has to. But, I was a, that's what I meant with the screen time. I was kind of annoyed that they did all this promo about Hulkbuster coming, like Hulk he's breaking in the out ad, of the house. Right? No, he's not in the ad. Well, he was a bit. Actually, yeah, he was. He, he was at running. the end. He's running in. They basically Marvel trolled all of us. Yeah. And basically was like, oh, this is happening. Just kidding. I yeah. wonder how much actually footage they did um, film. It's possible that, that they went and did re. Um, 
did edits to it or whatever. Mm-hmm. They they did some reshoots or at least dumped some scenes where Hulk made an appearance because it. Yeah, I found well, that really I mean, frustrating like it, it's a two too. and a half hour film, right? And I think just the fact that they they successfully navigated a two and a half hour film, um, the way that they did, like uh, with that many characters, it should have been three three and a half hours really. So it's it's more than likely that they cut a ton of stuff out. Oh yeah. Uh, well, I actually think that they might have taken it a completely different direction, though, to be honest. Because, like, think? from what they originally like standpoint, I think it's possible that they dumped. They're like, let's not. It, I mean, you we see the we see this scene of them charging as uh as the Avengers in some of the trailers, and then all of a sudden we don't get any Hulk. I found that kind of frustrating. I really wanted him to you know bust out the hulk but it, you know what at the well, same they did time that with it's the like toys too though like some of the toys they had a funko pop that it's the hulk buster getting broken out like from the inside and there's a hulk breaking through right so they did it not only with the movie or sorry the uh, the scenes that they had on on the trailer but they actually did it with some of their promo material too oh, okay so, so I they think obviously they, they committed at it. some point i'm sure and then they changed but they probably did that for a reason. Yes. So obviously, they they probably got far along enough that they decided this isn't ideal, and then they dumped it. Well, they didn't want it to be. Well, it's funny too, actually. I was going to say that that this is my one question to you with in regards to Marvel. Marvel seems to always deal with like they give the gauntlet to Thanos. Thanos can change reality, time, uh, mind, soul, all that stuff, and he ends up punching everybody marvel has to deal with their power or their problems by having to punch everything yeah which kind of that's why i think they so tried you're saying to, that he underuses his ability and he uses brute yes. force more than he needs to like for instance i will not deny whatsoever that that was the coolest thing when he blew up the moon and oh, on titan awesome. and then <laughs> yeah, used that, that to punch awesome. down like that was phenomenal and that was a great way to do it but yeah. at the same time he could have turned those rocks into monsters if you wanted to, just depending on whatever reality. And you in wanted. the and the, well, this well, is hang the on, problem. hang on. They do they do establish at the beginning when he fights Hulk. Um, the guy, the other guy, goes to step in, and then his his main guy goes, "Let him have his fun." So I think yeah. maybe there is an element that he enjoys yeah. the hand to hand combat. Right? He's a bit of a savage. Yeah, and they they kind of set that up. That that's what Marvel does well to kind of cover their their ass on um, yeah. these these imbalances and like of power that happen between characters. Like yeah. sometimes characters are overpowered. Sometimes they're underpowered. A perfect example of that is usually Captain America um, in the sense that he'll like one day he'll be super powerful. And then like in the next, in a certain scene, in another scene, he's not, he doesn't have near the level that he did. Like if he can get punched in the face by Thanos, but like he'll, um, he'll have issues with the Winter Soldier at times, like in the in Civil War. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's where I kind of I'm like, he just he just took a punch to the face from the guy who now has all the Infinity Stones. <laughs> but he could have been just using like literally just his own strength. In that yeah, sense, totally. Right? So but the, can to but Dan's point. even with one stone, Thanos can take on the Hulk. Oh yeah. No, if he used the Power Stone, he That's would just true. annihilate anybody with a couple punches. Like, they even showed that when they were on Titan, too. Is he would, I don't know why the Power Stone can be, like, strength and then also power blasts, I guess. Yeah. The purple blasts. But uh, it's it, there's an imbalance there, and I don't mind it, at, actually. Like, 
I kind of I kind of think it's cool that Captain America can stand up to Thanos. I like that. Yes. But at the same time, like they it's do have much. things are things. I'm actually not complaining about Captain America in this sense. I like I like I said I like that. It's just that Thanos should be overpowered technically yes. if he can snap his fingers and kill fifty percent of the universe. Um, and uh, and maybe he is having but, his fun. So that's what that's what I'm kind of flopping all over the place. Here, no, no, but, that's all good. No, that's fine. But he Captain does, America, just do, a, one more thing on Captain America though. Like he he's almost as strong as Thor, right? Because he's he almost moves a hammer. Well, well yes. that's a different. That's, that's him being a worthy. Thing, yeah, yeah. But, I, but I do think that, that you don't think that equates worthy. to strength though. No, it doesn't. No, because no. the hammer apparently what is it's it just, to Thor? It's, it's actually not that heavy. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hulk couldn't pick it up. Like he yeah. was trying as hard as he could, and it, like you see him pulling and pulling and pulling. Actually, yeah. Yeah. one okay. of the yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, it's a strength of character thing. Yeah. It's yeah. Worthiness. Well, and look at Vision. Like Vision picked it up. Right. Because yeah, he's right. literally a perfect being. Yeah. He's yeah. pure. Yeah. So and. Oh, okay. Although their their whole laughter about it in the elevator being like he's a machine, so it doesn't count, right? Yeah, like <laughs> they did a really good job with that they, uh, that whole scene. Yeah, they I tie everything that. in very well. Yeah. Sorry, okay. Dan, you were gonna say something. No, I I want to get to let's talk about the movie a little bit because the Vision storyline I think is one of the ones that I I had a little bit of an issue with in the whole like the romance with Scarlet Witch. It it's pretty weak. Um, and how they introduced it, they kind of did it a little bit weird in Civil War. Also? Right, because that where it kind of started in Civil War. Because that's the thing you're right, Dan. It's like, where did this come from? A little bit. Yeah, you believe it. It's well written enough that it's like you're like, okay, sure, I guess. But it's not really. You don't really. I was thinking the same thing. Like, where is this coming from again? Yeah, it it kind of starts at the end of um, Captain America. Or no, not uh, Avengers Two. Civil or Avengers Two. Yeah, so you kind of see a little something between them, very very minute. But in Civil War, he's basically babysitting her at one point. You yes, don't get that. but you they get spend very... all that time together. And is that where that happens? That's kind of where that thing happens. And then she goes against him, not wanting to hurt him, and he doesn't want to hurt her because he's like starting to fall for her. That's and that's also again from before. Like it's from the comics that actually Wanda and uh, uh, the Vision actually get married and have right. two kids, and that's what causes. The well, whole... hang on a minute though. This is this is what okay it all sets in motion. This There's is so one of the stuff. This is one of the things I had a huge problem with. Like. He's he's a machine, right? Like he's, he's yeah. How is he generating sperm? That is a very <laughs> very very good question. But then again, it could just be nano sperm. I don't know. Nano sperms. Nano sperms. Like I, technically, that's uh, that would be. <laughs> wouldn't it be Tony's brainchild? Technically, in that I'd case? say yes because he makes that nanotech. Oh, well, so although it's really again, a Tony Stark baby. That's very yeah, true, Tony. but I will say, I don't want to be that guy, but in the comics, um, <laughs> well, no, that's in the fine. comics, the Vision's you're only... For. Yeah. You're here for the minutia. <laughs> very true, very true. Uh, no, but in the comics, Ultron uh, is actually the sole creator of the Vision. So the what, I love what they did with actually, yeah, So he, which is actually a creation of solely Hank Pym. Um, I love what they did in this Marvel Universe, though, in changing it so that it is tony stark because tony stark is kind of now the hank pym of the universe of being able to create all these different things and i think what the way they handled it it was a really good way to do it um but again the from bringing it back to your point the whole thing's freaking creepy i <laughs> yeah i, I mean I, like I, what honestly like what i could only think about when i saw that relationship but like so she's 
uh maybe it's a little too vulgar for the podcast but you know like the machine thing and her as a human I, it just was like wow that's a big metal dick it's like ex machina just that's, opposite that's what i was <laughs> thinking it, it made me laugh honestly i was like it's just this is too weird for me and why did he uh have to portray like i i don't remember him ever having any powers that he could also make himself have skin that was very human like maybe yeah. that's there's sort of justification it's like oh well yeah. he can look and feel creepy. like a human somehow i don't know it well, was weird for it, me that's fair that's fair all right. yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of questions within that but it actually plays a pretty important part in a lot of the plot though which is kind of yeah it's kind of a weak point that really follows through throughout the entire film right because yeah. it's the reason why she's um well it's it all kind of he's he's pursued all the way through the film for his stone and then in the end um scarlet witch abandon or goes out to the battlefield which leaves him exposed and all that stuff right so it's just kind of a bit of a what were your thoughts though on the fact so they made this the conscious decision to um basically the staff that he was stabbed with at the beginning stopped him from phasing right yeah and then so ryan can you say that again sorry I i didn't follow it the um so at the beginning when they're in i think it's scotland yeah yep uh, the Black Order shows up and stabs um, Vision right oh, to yeah, his chest. Yeah. So I guess um, to make for it to make sense, he then tells the audience that, "Oh no, I've been stabbed with the staff, and I can't use my phasing powers." So they made the um, the Russo brothers made the conscious decision to use that to depower the Vision, yeah. very much so, so that he can't just phase out and disappear. What right. are your thoughts on them doing it that way? Do you feel like that's kind of a cop-out that like, oh, how are we going to get the vision stone? We're just going to magic. Yeah. I thought personally that it was, it didn't bother me. It, it To me, it kind of, like there's a lot, of, now that we talk about it, there seems to be a lot of loopholes in the yeah. vision thing in general. Just like, you know, him well, having to, did he have to phase in at all at any point during... Like was phasing ever an issue for him? In he other couldn't. Films? Well, it, no, because he can go through anything, right? And exactly. So he like all of a sudden he has this form that he takes on and phases to that he can't return to his actual powerful form. It didn't really make sense, I guess. No, no, no it was just it. that he couldn't phase through objects. So like for instance, if Thanos tried, tried to grab him, he um, couldn't just go. Yeah, he couldn't become in, right. um, in intangible. Yeah. Um. So. I mean, they obviously did that for a reason. They, they, uh, they. Uh, that's what they were doing throughout this film, though. I felt like they kind of, and if to go back to the comic books, and I don't want to do this too much because I don't think it's too much, too important. But uh, in the comic books, ever like Thanos is absurdly overpowered yes. and basically kind of makes the 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 graphic novel a little bit silly. Because eventually he just like consciously chooses to be like, I'm going to give them a slight 1% fighting chance by not using mm-hmm. my full powers. Whereas in this, they kind of, they oh, they underpower everybody to make them more vulnerable. Um, and in this context, um, I think it kind of worked. I'll say it. Okay. No, I that's fair. It, I think it worked okay. But then again, I never really thought that Vision was established throughout the films. Now that I think about it as somebody who would go between like, that something like that would stop because he says it, it stopped me from phasing yes 
but so that means that like the stab has stopped him from being capable of, of using his phasing powers or like so would like, they stab him with back it? to like full power vision well mode? so the uh the person of the black order i forget his name that stabs him he wears the hood he's actually known as the god slayer in the comics Okay. Um, so he actually ends up fighting Thor way back when, um, in all these different convoluted storylines. And, um, but with him having him a part of the black order, it makes sense. Cause, uh, in the latest set of comics, I guess it was when they did the second Avengers. I think they did this whole storyline called infinity where Thanos comes back and, uh, tries to invade earth yet again. Um, but he has his black order, his black order, they each one of their his um the characters has their own set of powers and god slayer was there for trying to stop uh thor in that sense mm -hmm. so and but then again he lived up to his name because i i think all of us can agree that the vision's power set he is in that sense a god as well yeah. so them yeah. stopping he does st slay the god and bring him back down to he makes him vulnerable to earth right so hmm yeah, I I, th I thought that that was that element of the vision storyline. I didn't actually notice it as a problem so much. My thing was that that didn't feel established. Yeah, I agree with Dan when you say the the romance between the two of them mm -hmm. felt a little bit forced. I think that the phasing thing it, it created enough of a a problem, uh, like within the Avengers. Like it it made it made it it seemed reasonable to me like i, I bought it <laughs> in short um so yeah I, I didn't have a problem with that what do you think of uh let's let's talk about it's a thanos film we we yes, said earlier ryan you said that. it's a thanos film let let's talk about let's talk about him what do you guys think of him uh first off i do want to say is josh brolin's performance was phenomenal especially was him the guy has a yeah. phenomenal voice that and like the fact that he played both cable and Thanos in one summer, like that's ridiculous. <laughs> Who was the other person he played? Uh, he played the technically bad guy, but not bad guy uh, in Deadpool two. Oh yeah, I haven't seen the Deadpool movies. What? Yeah, you haven't seen any of them? No, I haven't. I've only seen like clips of them here and there. They're literally a love letter to Vancouver. You need to listen. Well, that's true. I was these. there. I was there when they were filming it. I remember everyone yeah. was trying to get on that set. They're like, "Oh, I did a day <laughs> with the, on the bridges or whatever." I remember they closed down the uh, the yeah, viaducts I was walking and everything. by that yeah. day. Yeah, I think I was on a different um, show at the time, but yeah. they uh, that was uh, yeah. He he did do two Marvel characters, which yeah. is interesting. Vill mm -hmm. Villains too. Well, Cable well, kind of turned into a hero yes. in the end. Um, but, uh, he did, I thought he did a great job. I thought that like overall, like everything about Thanos was really well done. Mm -hmm. So they'd say yeah. in, um, except, except for his, his crying, that was a little, uh, Oh, I didn't actually have a problem with that. Like you, it, the, this is the thing about that, that. I thought they did quite successfully with this was that they made, they made a conventional like villain character that should just be all about. I just want to destroy life, which is actually what Thanos was kind of about in the comics. Very true. He's kind yeah. of a classic villain, like a superhero mm -hmm. villain. Like I am, I hate these things and I'm going to do this. You know, it's kind of, they, they really did a good job of bringing him down to earth, making him 
relatable. And I, I thought that, and they gave him, they gave him good motives. They gave him, um, belief in what he was doing was right. Mm-hmm. Um, and they gave him kind of this, um, through line where he, he believes, he believes that he has the will to do what needs no to be one, done. Ha- what needs to be done. It's all about will yeah. in this for Strength him. Strength of will. Strength of will, and he doesn't believe that anybody else has that ability. He considers himself unique in the universe because he's the only one who sees this. He's, he, does he that knows make that him everybody... pompous, though? Do you feel that? Like, does the pomp, like, it kind of does come across, especially when, um, uh, when was it that he's warping reality on Titan, showing everybody, like, this is what Titan used to be. Mm-hmm. And now it's this garbage. But he has the gauntlet. He can change it back to that if that's where you really want it. You know, it's true, right? but that I think that's an oversight, really, about mm. the character and the power of the gauntlet. Is that yeah. it, it's one of those things where it's it's ignored for the sake of story. I agree because well, the thing which is, is too, the problem the gauntlet, is ultimate power. It's al- yeah. exactly that. So yeah, he can and, do anything he wants, and it's like okay, movie it over. Yeah. Like, so <laughs> what? Yeah. What's the point of anything? Yes. What's the point of any story like this? And that's the thing. It's really difficult to do. But you, they, they. I feel like they successfully, um, kind of threw a red herring into this to distract mm. people from, you know, like the, they, they really just made you concentrate on his emotional um, attachments and his beliefs, so that you didn't really think about like what he could do with the. Yeah, gauntlet. yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> it, it, I, it really is though. They kind of there's kind of some like you know dodging the reality of this whole gauntlet thing is that he can if he can kill 50 percent of the universe in a snap he can do a whole lot more yeah. and yeah. he can yeah which was evident when they all show up on um no at nowhere and what he does to uh what's uh drax yeah and, that's right uh, yeah yeah like, i thought that was a really cool way because that actually also happened in the comics as well mm-hmm. um but i think it was wolverine that got uh Turned not into the blocks, but into the strings like Mantis right. did, which was pretty cool. I, yeah, I do have to say they did a they did a good job in homaging certain scenes in yeah. the comic. I think that what happened with what they did with Thanos was relatively was was pretty smart. Like I, I've never seen a superhero villain that I really was like he is. Um, I don't know. You don't. You're not rooting for him, but you're also kind of like okay, I get it. And then you're the, a little bit, this, you're somewhat sympathetic to him. Yeah, yeah, because you 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 and you also realize that he makes sacrifices. Um, yeah. At yeah. W- that what he is, what is want. the line he says? Uh, we all think we're prepared to sacrifice, and we are all wrong. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. No, that's a good, actually that's a really good point. Yeah, and he's uh, he's definitely a, he's he's a very dynamic villain, which I thought was really good. And yeah. But you can tell there is a pompousness to him. There's an arrogance to him. He kind of sees himself. Well, he does see himself as a god. He he even well, talks he almost is. like in the biblical sense. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, he says, uh, "I where, am." Yeah. yeah. Oh, hey, that's a. But right, he also talks. Of the Old he, he also yeah. talks about the end of what what at the end of what his task is. He will rest. Right. Yeah. Which is like kind of like that the seventh true. day Watch resting. Watch the sunrise on a, on a grateful universe. Yeah. So, and that that's the thing is he sees himself as a godlike figure who's going yeah. to make an ultimate sacrifice. And that runs through from beginning to end. Like, yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. They carry true. these things through to the yeah. end. Like he, they're very emphatic, which I mm-hmm. thought was really good. He, um, 
there's there's kind of a there's a lot of battle of wills going on throughout um throughout the film but his is very um his always kind of wins out obviously because he's the yeah. most powerful you have tony and you have uh dr strange talking about like the, the time stone is it better to hide this from him and keep him as far away from it as possible or is it better to take it to him is this something that he will use against us or something that we can uh, use against him right well like, and i think mm. that's the what happened in that scene though too is like dr strange has his own arc in this entire movie of that it's actually like it, this could have been dr strange too yeah and you see how like in just him meeting tony stark and how he starts off as literally hating him to seeing that, no, he's the one that needs to, like, the only one that he saw that they won, obviously, was Tony Stark had to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. why when he was about to kill him, he said, spare him. And oh, he gave up the time okay. stone in, in for that. So that's, like, one of the main theories that's been circling. That the, uh, Tony, he wants to give Tony Stark the chance to see this through, yeah. you're saying? Yeah, so Tony has to, it, the because he said there was only one, um, yeah. version of this that they won and that one obviously Tony had to be alive for and that's why he sacrificed himself for that right yeah okay. and he made his so you're own... saying that the sacrifice wasn't the only situation is me giving him the time stone the sacrifices or the situation where they won is where Tony lives Tony lives Tony has to be alive for it oh but that, that is very makes... interesting because hang on I, I always felt when I when I've watched this I, I felt instinctively that tony should have been the character that died in this film i thought that would have been he very should have poignant i agree and very poetic so mm-hmm. that's an interesting point that uh the version of saving the universe involves tony i didn't think of that well that makes a lot of sense though and when i started watching the film i was like i didn't think that tony was gonna die because it didn't make sense for him to die then i you know everyone's gonna come back in the end i'm fairly certain yeah of the whole ant-man thing that i yeah. don't know if you saw that dan um what hang on what ant-man thing Ant-Man, I didn't watch Ant Man. The, the scene at the end is the only thing you need to see. Yeah, oh, basically, yeah. yeah, it's kind of true. It's a yeah. good film. It's fun. Yeah, it's, but, it's uh, it is exactly that. It's a nice little uh, palate cleanser. Yeah, it's super fun. It's really interesting, and that the way they deal with all these multiple, like they they deal with different realms, different universes in Doctor Strange. Uh, they kind of deal with these various aspects mm-hmm. of uh, of science, like mostly physics, obviously quantum physics, and uh, they mix science and magic very well. Yeah, which is really cool because, but yeah, <laughs> Doctor Strange fantasy, is really right? just dealing yes. with interdimensional <laughs> stuff, which is very, very much at the forefront of uh, um, theoretical physics at this time. It's kind of interesting. Anyways, they're doing a really good job of that. But at the end of that film, uh, Ant Man comes. Um, He's in the quantum realm when the Thanos finger snap happens. And uh, the, the assumption is yep. that I guess he might have some ability. The, the to... assumption is that they're going to go use the quantum realm to go back in time and uh, uh, go back to the battle of the first Avengers. And the only reason why it's the battle of the first Avengers is because that's when they first met Thanos technically from afar. And that's, right. and uh, they've been doing all their reshoots with uh chris evans dressed as his uh same suit as he had in uh the avengers right the really nerdy one. Oh yeah the worst <laughs> out of all the costumes yeah, yeah. The, the new one is so good oh it's really it's so good nice. they yeah. nailed it and yeah. his hair and his beard look amazing too like i thought yeah. he looks so cool in this film yeah yeah he definitely i'll say it he looks like a canuck <laughs> <laughs> he looks I like totally a vancouver does. canuck um a hipster for sure (laughs) that was the other thing too i have to say with the jokes um a lot of the jokes i felt really landed 
Mm-hmm. However, um, your thoughts on right at the beginning with Tony Stark and his Squidward reference to um, uh, the first one the, of the Black Orders. Yeah. I, my, my thought on that is at the time, I mean, we laughed our asses off, but at the t- like t- taking a step back, I'm like, this is going to age this movie big time. And what if in like 15 years from now, somebody goes back and nobody knows who SpongeBob SquarePants is, let alone <laughs> I Squidward. actually didn't that, really, I didn't even I, know what that <laughs> reference was, honestly. I had no yeah. idea. <laughs> well, see, that, that for me, I, I actually went back and rewatched that scene just because I wanted to watch the dialogue between Doctor Strange and uh, Tony where they're mm-hmm. talking about... Um, there were a few different. There were a few jokes in there that went pretty fast and moved yeah. by really quickly. I didn't actually think you needed to get that to like the the, the tension of the scene wasn't really there. Uh, the joke wasn't there for everybody. No, no. So it, it didn't really bother me. Thing yeah. they breeze by a lot of jokes in that mm-hmm. film. Like even like the um, Ben and Jerry's ice cream jokes. Oh yeah, like, th- yeah, yeah those yeah. things are total throwaways. My, like, my question though is, did Ben and Jerry pay for that? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like they would have had to. Actually, we have to write a joke that includes Ben and Jerry's. They would have. I'm sure there's a a certain approach to this. It's like we want to write a Ben and Jerry's joke. Let's see if we can probably get some cash out of this. They probably have a whole team that like is like, okay, we're making a bunch of references. Let's get some cash out of this. But I'm sure that Jerry's is probably in a lot of theaters around the around the United States as well. That's also very true. Yeah, people keep these. And there's a flavor for every kind of thing. I bet you there's even a Thanos flavor. It's possible, yeah. Ben and Jerry's, it's, it's six, very possible. Six they ended different up throwing fruits, those flavors all different in there. colors, and yeah, it's a, it's a caramel ice cream, <laughs> and it comes in a, ga- a golden, uh, <laughs> a golden gauntlet, a golden <laughs> gauntlet. Uh, so, um, one thing I wanted to ask, and uh, I, I kind of missed this. Um, well, back to Thanos here. So, um, this, this is another thing that I thought was interesting. Is uh, from a story, like a establishing him as he truly believes in what he's doing mm-hmm. uh, is that uh, when he's talking with Gamora, he talks about, um, she says, you took me. And he says, I saved you. So he actually, he feels like everything that he's done yeah. is actually in service for the greater good mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. for the individual's good as well. Yeah. He really sees every even right. evil action that he's done is absolutely right. Mm-hmm. He's utilitarian. He's right? totally like, yeah. the greater yeah. or the what is it? What is the greater the greater good good for the greatest amount or something like that? The utilitarian oh, um, philosophy. The the it's the, the Star Trek. It's uh, like democracy. The needs of the few outweigh the needs of the many or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So he he kind of he really he really emphasizes these things a lot, right? Like yeah. he he talks about fifty uh, percent of the. 50% of the universe being killed is a small yeah. price for salvation. Again, he, he really sees himself as a savior of yeah. the universe. And uh, the he truly believes and he says the universe needs correction. One thing, though, that I wanted to ask is he has remorse in one scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it's in the same scene. Uh, and he says, it might actually be when he throws Gamora off the cliff. Yeah. Um, I ignore my destiny once. I won't let it happen again. Yeah. Where did he ignore his destiny before? That's actually what I wanted to ask you guys because I couldn't uh, quite pick up what he was referencing in that line. Well, there's a small part that it could be that he ignored his destiny once in not saying yes to uh, letting Gamora die. But would that but, have served him in his his end goal, which was mm, a pl- which was finding the Infinity well, he Stones? Because he wouldn't have, have had anybody to love. To love. Exactly. So. 
Yeah. That's a good point too. So um, I wonder if that's something that's going to come up later because it's a very Oh no, power- he's planet dying. That's the thing. He didn't have the power at the time to save his planet by nuking half his planet and that's what sends him off to this whole uh, his whole the, quest in the first place. For some reason, like I don't feel like they established They didn't that. establish that. And uh, I, I wonder if it's either he, if he is actually referencing that because in the comic book... He actually destroys Titan. Yes, because they went and listened. He to kills him. everybody yeah. on Titan. But he's also trying to appease Mistress Death. Which, yeah. real quick, I thought he was gonna try and do that uh, with a crossover with um, Thor Ragnarok and uh, Hela Blanchett yeah. being Hela exactly. And yeah. that she's supposed been... to be Mistress Death. She isn't. No, no, she isn't. But I'm. But since they kept on calling her the Goddess of Death, I thought uh, they would kind of change it and. Yeah, but they, they killed her, so right. they couldn't bring her back, unfortunately. Or did they? We don't Who knows? know. Well, These I mean, gods. Asgard is gone, guys. We, we, how do we know? But they're going back in time. Oh, so many possibilities. Oh, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so many things I have never, ever thought about. <laughs> Um, so there's, then there's that, a lot of backstory to these things and a lot of yeah, things to reference. Huge. But as far as like contained within the film, though... Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did think that, uh, making it approachable without all that comic book, uh, backstory and inspiration, I thought that they generally did a pretty good job of, uh, there was a reintroduction to Thanos for everybody. Yeah. And, and they, they did a really good job of that. Yeah, You're right. He was a good villain. I, I liked it. And what's your thoughts on Brolin's own words though, about, he says that he, uh, his portrayal of Thanos is like this generation's Darth Vader. Ooh. Mm. I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. That's a. That's I felt a, that's a little. It's a bit of a tall tale, or not a tall tale, but a bit of a steep. Uh, yeah. Yes, thank you, tall order. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, I think he's a great Darth villain. Vader like has, is such a, a complex character and an icon. He has. He still has the good and the evil. I mean, you can kind of see that a little bit, but I don't think Thanos has. I don't think Thanos's justifications for why he does what he does are ultimately good. That's fair. No, that's actually a very good point. So you're saying that you you don't his justifications aren't good enough for him to be as Well, they're 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 twisted, with... right? They're um the idea that wiping out half of the universe will make the other half of the universe happy is is just completely absurd because it's like, okay, so um say Alex was on this podcast, two of us die, you think the other two are going to be happy about it? No, I don't think so, right? Unless, Even if it isn't random and all that sort of stuff. Unless, well, you know, of course, we had a falling out and nobody liked Alex, and uh, in which case, I, I don't know, maybe we would be happy, but... Uh, so is Alex <laughs> not here so for a happy. reason, you guys? Are you guys trying to tell me something? <laughs> yes, we're having... We have, uh, we have eliminated Alex successfully. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We I don't feel good. Jono, I don't feel good. <laughs> That's not 50% of us yet, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, you're next. We're like, Watch we out. can't. Wait a minute. There's three of us. We can't kill 50% of us. <laughs> yeah, what happens then? What's yeah. the planet that has like three people? Yeah. yeah. They, just, they, they, they make maybe, somebody maybe paralyzed one guy from the has a stroke. Down. Yeah. So like John oh, no. Christian, paralyzed on one no. side. Yeah. That's, That's savage solution. and hilarious. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I got another question. Um, well, hang on. Hang on. Let's finish this. this Sorry, yeah, thought. Um, 
one of the things that I really Thanos liked about thoughts. Thanos and the uh, and the the construction of him in the story is that yeah, like he's a Titan and he comes back and it it references Greek mythology in a lot of ways, right? Like the Titans are the original gods and then the yep. the gods like the Greek gods come and they have to imprison these uh, the Titans who represent like the primordial beings and the primordial forms of Earth and chaos and all that sort of stuff mm-hmm. and in some stories the titans get unleashed and they come back and then the gods have to fight them again which i think is is a cool little reference and it's a nice little story structure set in in all of the the uh infinity war because obviously all of our characters are gods and we have thor and and whoever that that have to now now contend with chaos Mm -hmm. and this primordial supersonic or not supersonic this primordial super villain Mm -hmm. No, actually, that's a very good point because it they're just combining. Because what was it? The Titans were like four elementals, right? Or I'm yeah. just thinking Hercules, the Disney adaptation <laughs> was four. It was four elementals that that they just basically combined into one supervillain of being Thanos. And I think you're right. It's they did a really good job in um, bringing out that and uh, and having them have to deal with it. Because yeah, you're right. The superheroes nowadays are are new gods in that sense. Yeah. I've said and, this before, they are the uh they are the Greek gods of our time. Like they're the there's the legends that we would that yeah, most people absolutely. would And here's my question what I what I came to at the end of the film. You know how everyone talks about Tolkien writing a mythology for England with the Lord of the Rings and all that sort of stuff. Do you think that perhaps in a way Stan Lee has done that with the Marvel universe? He's created a mythology for America. I don't think that he ever thought not that, intentionally, of course. No, no, totally not. That's the thing is, I, I think that I would imagine that Stan Lee is was very humbled by the traction. Well, it's just the comic book world too, yeah. right? Like DC is also equally contributed to this. Yes, he, yes. I would, and I've said this in other podcasts. I would say more so. Just because of how much, again, they created the first superhero with Superman, like yeah. well that, and then all, and like he, yeah, Superman is probably the, the personification of America. Yeah, he's he Even would he's be the, Canadian. and we're <laughs> glad that he true. is, yeah. <laughs> which he's nobody like ever Bieber, brings up. You know? half exactly, Canadian, yeah. half American. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but and we're also America proud wants of to Justin send him Bieber back. like we are of Superman. Just as, as proud, Canadians. yeah. They they hold the same lo- the same weight. <laughs> God, I love Justin Bieber. <laughs> never say never. Yeah, uh, the uh, <laughs> guys. But it, it's, yeah, it's, it's not too late to say sorry. Oh, I was so yeah. close to busting that out. <laughs> I'm very proud of you right now. Thank yeah. you. Um, yeah, no, I, I do feel like that it is an allegory to that. Um, the other thing I was uh, thinking about though too is, so I'm a huge Spidey fan. Spidey's like the number one. Okay. Um, yep. I do love Tom Holland as. Uh, Peter Parker, I think it's great. He's done mm-hmm. a great job, but I think he's I, my he's my preferred one so far. I've, yes, I've generally yeah. hated all the other Spider-Man films. I can't couldn't stand our uh, uh, Andrew Garfield or Tobey Maguire. I, I really did. Tobey like Maguire, I was at least the first two for Tobey were okay. Well, no, I still love Spider-Man Two. Spider-Man Two is my number one. There's some good stuff going on in there that but, are worth uh, tipping the hat to. Yeah, yeah. There's the funny thing is, is there you could take all six of those movies and put together a decent one movie with all the different villains. That's about it. Yeah. But, um, but my thoughts are, is that, um, well, first off, Tony or, uh, Peter's death is not on Tony. 
and he would have died on Earth if he yeah didn't go to Titan. So I'm the fact that Tony's freaking out about that and feeling that it's all on him. That I'm like, come on, man. He would have died on Earth and not have been able to help. At well, least this time he was able to help. I would say that he doesn't know that though, and uh, and that that's, that's true. Very... Yeah, they don't they don't really know what's going on because they are in a different. Mm. Uh... They have no idea. Maybe he'll figure that out when he yeah. goes back. Yeah, and he he doesn't. Uh, yeah, he he has no clue what exact. He he would always feel responsible for such thing anyways, and that's kind of a great thing. Yeah. That was a good that. I love the relationship actually between Tony and uh, Peter Parker in the films. Yeah, the I actually are, think right? that they've done a really good job of uh, aligning them and uh, giving giving Tony a sense of responsibility over over Peter. I, and I and I love that kind of mentorship that they have going yeah. on. Oh, That's I, why I, I love Spider Man Homecoming, and I really like the ending of it too. Yeah. So I didn't actually think that that was too much of a an issue and that's also just like a very human thing right yeah the, the i never took it as in he front felt of responsible you. for his death i just felt that he was you know he's always so protective and he is responsible yeah. for him I, I don't i never took it yeah. that he felt personally responsible for his death well it's that kind, it's just the the human it's the human condition right you're yeah. the the problem yeah, yeah. in front of you is that that you see immediately in front of you is something and he was you his, feel... his next akin versus yeah. like dr strange or anybody else yeah, exactly. that was there that was the one that he had the actual personal connection yeah to. so well, I, I, mean, I do understand what they're trying to do so yeah. that yeah I didn't make anyone else that. suit no that's very true but i see what you're saying um it's a uh, that that whole scene okay here's another thing we should bring up all right freaking um there are some things in films where I'm just like, this is so like I'm. Uh, this is where I start getting pissed off a little bit. Where, and I and I get it. It's part of the story, but sometimes it's just like it's it's an irritating thing that this is part of the story. Is Star Lord just completely oh, losing yeah. sight of the <laughs> yeah. fact that? This guy yeah. is going to kill everyone, <laughs> and he needs to punch him in the face. What I like yeah. that for me is really as much as I love this film, and I love Thanos, and I love Star Lord as a comedic relief, and I actually think that the Gamora Star Lord relationship is very yeah. well established, and it's a great kind of uh, Han Solo Leia oh, relationship. Whoa, whoa. Whoa, no, whoa. no, but it is. In the, it's very inspired by that, where it's like one who doesn't, someone who is like hardened and doesn't want to be a, a part of this relationship at all. Okay. It's like, all I'm right. snuffing you off. Idea. You're a scoundrel. More of a Ross Rachel type of thing. It's a very. Like solo no, he's a scoundrel <laughs> piece of crap. And, and Gamora is like, okay, I'm that's better true, than that's you. True, that's true. Like, okay, okay, she's hey, also hey. like the most, she's the strongest <laughs> warrior woman in the universe. That's the whole idea around her. Yeah, there is yeah. kind of this like humorous, like, there's this comic relief relationship going yes. on. It's yeah. not a Romeo and Juliet thing, right? No, 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 that's true. It's that's what I mean. Like that was what I always thought was really great about the Han Solo Leia relationship is like this will never happen. You're a scoundrel. You're a piece of crap. I'm not interested in you at all. And it ends up working out, and it's very like, oh, that's great. I love this, and it's still funny in the end, right? They mm. actually have a well-established relationship. Yeah. But what just gets me about that is just like, is was there possibly a better way to like? It just feels like the way to the, the entire like the 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 fate of the universe was completely set on this guy's like need to be a, a jackass and punch. It's like, I'll, I'll wait two seconds. That, They'll get the glove off and then you yeah. could actually kill him. 
But then, okay, exactly. so then I'm just going to put it in this perspective. They actually like, did get the glove off, too. Yeah. It was close. It was close. Well, he had it off, and he grabbed the hand, yeah. the the wrist. He's still on his fingers. What? He? <laughs> no, it was gone, and he grabs it, <laughs> right, and then he pulls right. it back in and shoves it back on, and all of a sudden, all hell breaks loose. But, but go on, Dan. Sorry, I, Dan, I don't mean to cut no, you it's, off. No, it's, but... it's all good, man. This is what the podcast usually is. We should call this cutoff. <laughs> well, okay, all I'm going to say is that ab- I understand where where Peter's co- or they're both Peter. Damn it, that where uh, Star Lord's coming from because he just lost it. He just found out his mom was killed by his dad. He just he's losing everybody he ever loved, and the, and the only one he has left right now is Gamora, and then his family of the uh, the Guardians. And mm-hmm. so right now he's projecting every single thing onto Gamora and all of a sudden, boom, she's gone. And he's like, what the hell? I agree. I think it's stupid that that's what they did to do like this pivotal moment, but they had to do it somehow. And they had to also not only that is create a, uh, a point in the movie that everybody's nails were biting being like, they're going to do it. They're going to mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. yeah Guess yeah. what? Rug from it's, a, it's a story. It's a, it's a, it's a, tension it's builder. a technique for sure. It's why horror films are enjoyable to watch. It's the dumb teenager who shouldn't be walking <laughs> into the shower when the place has gone out with electricity and there's a sound in there. It's like, hello? And then you go in and you start, you know, it's like, don't go in there. You know you're going to yeah. die. Yeah. It's one of those things, right? Where That's it's true. like, don't, yeah, yeah. Pull, don't punch him in the face. There's something better that you can be doing right now. I get it. Do you feel like it's a bit of a cop out story thing, though? I get the tension thing. I totally get it. Yeah. I almost think it's like, yeah. was there any other? W- My question. You agree is, with is the there... technique, but the execution, you 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 want to explore a little bit. It's just it's the like I said, it's the horror, it's the horror uh, yeah. murder scene thing. It's like yeah. you idiot. Like as soon as you start <laughs> thinking you idiot, like that's that that to me yeah. is. I, yeah. I will say though that Doctor Strange must have seen that happening. And... That's the other question I have. Is like, okay, is this? Is this all something that's been foreseen and it didn't matter if he did that or not? I my assumption but is But will that, they pay that off in my, another film? It has to pay off in Avengers Maybe. 4. Maybe. I mean, like, they're wearing they all those different suits. Do feel like suits. they need to do it? I guess. Are they, they wearing, like, to. X-Men-style suits well, in the next they, one? I think, like, I think they up? are, but the X-Men-style suits are for going back in time. So. I have oh. a question. Answer, yes, daily double. Who, who is the costume designer for the Avengers? Not for the films, but, but for the, the Avengers team? team in the films. Who's okay, designing so their outfits? Nick Fury, I'm going to say for the first Avengers. The second Avengers, I'm going to stick with Nick Fury's team. Uh, the third Avengers, where everybody grows goes rogue, it'll be, um, I'd probably say it would be each each hero on their own. So they all like are have, are skilled in uh, uh, home ec, home economics. Then, They're well, all maybe designed, designers. but they just uh, they have Tony have his little machines probably build it for him. Is my mm. guess. Interesting. Tony seems like the most likely designer yeah, that's, of that's everything good or effective. That does make sense, except for but, Thor. He can't design Thor stuff. But uh, uh, I love the progression of Thor's armor. Yes, I think the way that they did actually real quick. The fact they gave Thor his eye back, how annoying was that? I'm sorry. That was the one thing in the entire movie that actually bothered me because I'm like, you know what? Wow. The end of Thor Ragnarok where they took away his eye, I'm like, this is badass. They actually have a character arc that you see he sacrificed. 
something. He becomes his the, father. He becomes Odin. Exactly. Yeah, and then yeah. he, he gets there yeah. and he's like, hey, guess what? I have an extra eye. Can I have your arm? Like, Yeah, I think a lot of people felt sad about I think that's kind of fan pandering a little bit in that sense. Yes. <laughs> I feel like it's a bit of fan pandering where they're like, okay, we don't really want Thor to have one eye, even though it kind of serves the story of that kind of um, him assu- him filling his father's uh, whatever seat, right? Or yeah. at least becoming somewhat of his father and, yeah. you know, uh, his, his progression into becoming a king uh, or a god, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. King God? King God King, god king. yes. So he, well, he's, uh, I don't know. I, I, to me, it felt like when he lost his eye in Thor Ragnarok, I was like, oh, bummer. <laughs> and then, Actually, that's so, the best way to put it. And I was like, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's going to get his dad's eye patch, or at least the style of his dad's eye patch. But I, 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 for me, it was kind of like him losing his eye in that scene was like, it didn't really, it didn't, it didn't actually serve the story that well. I thought it didn't really make me feel because I made the stakes feel better though than Thor two because Thor two, you see him lose his hand and then all of a sudden it's just a trick by Loki. Sure. And I felt that it kind of like, I actually haven't seen Thor two in a long time. Oh, in a long time. Yeah. yeah, No, it's, it's garbage. It's not worth anything to be honest. I would watch it again. I've been meaning to, because I've seen it once and it was when it came out in theaters and I love the original Thor. Thor. And that's the thing is though, he, he really assumes his father's, uh, he, he comes into his own in that and becomes like his dad. He learns in that. And I didn't feel like him losing his eye, um in uh in ragnarok was really kind of a part of that a a character evolution i felt like it was symbolic but it didn't actually hit as hard as i thought it was like i said it's like oh bummer okay so (laughs) but again i just i did just feel that it just kind of was like a toss and like hey let's uh give him his eye back so that he can walk around without an eye patch that's pretty much what it was i I think that's exactly what it was (laughs) so so then the other thing i had another question i think it was also uh, a great a comedic relief thing that he had to trans that uh that it was transported and actually had rockets but but, yeah of course he has an extra eye right anus was that was that not established in the first Guardians movie? I thought he did. We did see him steal it. I mean, I did. He see, did we see it put movie. in? A, did we see it put in? It, put it in his butt? No, but I thought he had stolen something. He did like, steal the eye. He stole okay, an so eye. That has and he stole an arm. The Guardians. It has films. carried over. I, okay. That guy's arm. Yeah. It's yeah. all kind yeah. of um, this whole. Yeah. It's a it's a self referencing universe, yeah. obviously. Yeah. So yeah. they they try to keep track of these little things. So that, yeah. I mean, that's basically what it was. They're also trying to ground it and trying to have Peter always being the one that talks about. Oh, remember that really old movie? And then what they did with Alien in this yeah. one. Mm-hmm. I love Peter Parker. Again, obviously, I've said that multiple times in this podcast, but. My thought is what they've been really doing him in any of the Avengers movies is just being like, hey, guess what? Remember this old movie? I'm here for the nostalgia of all you nerds. Mm-hmm. Do you, do, like, does it kind of feel that way? Because like, I felt like the the really human moments with Peter when he's talking to Tony has been great. But then he always has to do a comedic relief aspect that has to tie to an old movie that happens to be from the 80s that... Uh, I, he serves. He serves right? a. He serves the Spider-Man um, nostalgia generation that fell in love with him in the '90s. 
I, I, well, P, sorry, Spider-Man's been around longer than that. Yeah, he's so. a 50-year-old character. Yeah, so he's a, like, he definitely, they're using him to keep him relatable to a generation that have been fans of his for decades, or at least yeah. a, a decade. And then he's also, like, a new in for a new generation mm-hmm. as well. So he's kind of got this, in my opinion, he's kind of stuck in this weird limbo between audiences and they, i feel like they've done it all right but i actually am kind of a little bit tired of the nostalgia generation things going on um and i but i i get why they're doing it uh, but it's I just felt it it's kind of interesting i think it's what's really interesting about this movie in particular is it's an it's a nostalgia reference of itself in some cases of the Marvel universe, right? Like yeah, it's, he's it's also their ten year, right? So yeah, it's their ten year. So it's like they're they're back referencing themselves in this, which says something about the Marvel universe and how well it's how ingrained it's become in our yeah. culture. But also that he's, you know, it, I don't know. It, it's just kind of a funny thing to watch. Yeah, I, and I I don't mind that, but it, it's him as a character. I understand why they're kind of flip flopping yeah, yeah. with him a little bit, but I agree with you. I don't necessarily love it. Yes, yeah. Like I mean, I thought it, the first time when we saw it in, in Civil War about him being like, remember that really old movie? And he's talking about Star Wars. It feels like stupid. It feels stupid a little yeah. bit. It's like Duh. it's like remember that other really old movie where you know like Alien where they just suck him into space? Okay, let's just do that. It's like cool. But on top of that, um, so one thing from the comics um so they they in the comics they have these issues called marvel two-in-ones or marvel team-up and marvel team-up always um it actually started with spider-man what they did and what they did was that they wanted to sell more books with like lesser known characters Mm -hmm. so like not many people would know originally um not black panther somebody a little bit more like luke cage Somebody like that. They want to try and promote these characters. So what they would do is they'd put them in a Marvel 2-in-1 with Spider-Man. Right. Um, But what they would always do, which I noticed three times within the movie, is when the characters meet each other, they have a confrontation that they, like, fight each other. And then they realize, oh, no, we shouldn't be fighting each other. Let's gang up and beat up on the baddie. So it was pretty funny pretty seeing classic, that. Classic, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it was just, it was so funny seeing that too actually play out on screen. Like the first time when the when the Guardians meet the Avengers or, mm, or the yeah. three Avengers, they start fighting right away, and I'm like, this is exactly like how it would start. Oh in yeah, the comics. Okay. Like it was so yeah. funny, but yeah, uh, it's totally. cool to see how the themes of that coming through and actually translating on screen, and it, it gave me a good laugh for sure. Like even yeah. at the beginning too, with uh, Strange and uh, Tony meeting. Right yeah, away, they're yeah, no. butting heads, right? And then... Yeah, totally. It's a, I don't mind that type of stuff at all. It makes no, no. sense um, from a story perspective as well. But um, <clears throat> yeah, no, it, it, that's a... I, I always find those to be quite entertaining. And they, they create a lot of, a good amount of tension. It's But it feels very, you know, textbook kind of stuff. Am I right, Dan? Uh, yeah, you are right, John. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> that's, I mean, it's the classic bromance, right? Or romance, right? They all hate each other, and then no, no, at bromance. first, and then they yeah. overcome their differences, and and they form the team, right? That's that's how it works. Mm-hmm. So we saw that are, all all through the Avengers as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, are there any other uh, little uh, other? Is, what what have we missed here? I feel like there's some some good some stuff we might have missed about the film. Um, any comment on Peter Dinklage? Who? Uh, I I like that they threw him in there and made him a giant dwarf as opposed to a real tiny dwarf. I oh that was, yes, that was fun. 
and I just realized he had no hands at the end. Uh, like, he yeah. has metallic. Thanos no, took no. his hands. He took his hands. I never actually caught that in the yeah. first time when we saw the movie. So oh, okay. He yeah. literally has just stumps for hands. I did see that, but they're like he's they're they're metallic though. Wow, it's just yeah, he's metal. Forged he metal covers. Him? Yeah. So okay, now that we've t- we've talked about some story things, we've st- we've talked about some character things. Performance mm. wise, this is where I kind of. Um, I kind of, I kind of like had a little bit of like, mm, I don't know about this. Mm-hmm. Him as an as an actor, I respect. Yes. I've seen him in many things, and I think he's great. Yeah. Did you guys feel like his performance and voice was forced? In. He phoned that in. Come on, it, like, the way he was sitting bit, there, I mean, he's just... yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, actually, I, what's funny is is the only like person I what... really had a problem with performance wise in this. Well, I, there's a few. Um, Paul Bettany, his his vision stuff was very, very like over the top. Like, oh, I love you, you know that like super intense sort of stage acting. Yeah, I what actually like robotic. Um, Paul I, I, I didn't a like Star Lord. I thought, um, what's his name? I, I, he's not my favorite. Chris, Chris Pratt. Pratt. And mm. and that's what I was gonna get at when you said the thing about the Han Solo Princess Leia. I do not want to see him play. Indiana Jones, if that ever comes out, I know there's rumors about it, but I oh, just no. I, I, I don't want to see I that don't, either. I don't like it. <laughs> Did I hit the nail on the head a little bit with that? Yeah, maybe that's oh, why. Oh wow! Oh man, that's yeah. I don't that's agree what I with that get though. It. I don't want to like, see. Hang on a minute. I don't want to see this. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't want to see that either. Why would just leave those things alone? Those films are so good. Yeah, I'm just gonna say it right now. He played Indiana Jones in Jurassic World, and we all hated him. Yeah, that's right? true. He is he's funny. He's great, and I love him I as like Star Lord for yes. the most part. I would agree with you, Dan. Like, I think people love him though. I think people love the Star Lord character. Yeah, I see. I I don't like. I didn't really care for the Guardians film. Everybody mm-hmm. loved that's it. That's interesting. I, like, I eh, like them because they make eh. fun of themselves. Yeah, I, they're they're very uh, they they're they're I like self. The first what's the one? word? Self self deprecating. Thank you. Um, yeah, sure, yeah. and and I do appreciate that. But like but his scene with uh, Thor was great. I felt that one was actually oh yeah, a lot of that fun. was that was great. But I thought mostly because of of Thor and and how awesome like you know the this is not a you're a dude. This is a man. <laughs> Stop <laughs> yeah. stroking his arm. The God Man says this. Well, that's you're, what that's yes, what you Star Lord is always. That was very on character, yeah, like yeah. in character of them to do that to Star Lord there yeah. because he's always kind of seen himself as this superhero, but yes. he's always been the butt of the joke as well. Yeah, so he's never he's really lived up complex. to that. Yeah, he has a massive inferiority complex, yeah. and there's there's a lot of humor in that. So I I the first encounter I appreciate was good. that. I felt that. Yeah, yeah I think it's good. Again, stuff. I do agree with you though. Like the the way it progressed and it turned into this whole thing about him just ruining it for everybody yeah and that's uh he's he just kind of poops on the party in the end yeah. which is a little dance bit off this time unfortunate yeah and it just doesn't yeah that 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 didn't uh, again i don't hate that but i didn't really appreciate yeah. i thought it was like i feel like it could have been done better i get it but anyway yeah. i i don't i liked their interaction though in that scene and i thought it was funny and i think star lord was they didn't deviate from the way his character mm. would normally yeah. no i thought it would yeah, that that way was fine. I just when when his really like intense emotional scenes were up, I I did not feel that he he hit the right uh, emotional peaks. I'll agree mm. with that, hands Interesting. down. Even yeah. in like uh, when they were in nowhere too, he didn't. Like, yeah. The bu- the bubble gun I thought was funny and it was a really smart mm-hmm. way to do it, but 
I didn't like how it took him so long to actually pull the trigger. It was well, to the it, point. I think it just felt like he was acting, not actually experiencing this potential loss of the love of his life, right? I, actually, that's, yeah, that's, no, that's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the uh, who, who's the other one? The uh, Black Panther, kind of non-existent in this movie. I feel like Black well, I mean, Panther so much has for become... Wakanda forever, right? I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Black Wakanda Panther has been his start. Like I've never been more interested in one of the Marvel characters when they start in out. War? And in Civil War, I was like, man, I really can't wait to hear more about mm-hmm. this character. He's so good. I've become so like saddened by the fact that I feel like he's become much less interesting with each film I've seen him in. I thought I, I that the Black Panther right. film was one of the least interesting films I've seen. Same I here. Really did not and I like wanted it, it to be. I wanted it to be good, yeah. and I didn't. Uh, I yeah, didn't get anything too. out of it. There was so uh, much hype, and I was bored, silly. I thought it looked terrible from production design. It just there was no buy-in for me. My th- my one thing on that, I loved Killmonger. I uh, I really loved Michael P. Jordan and his performance in that movie. And the thing is, is the reason why he was cast is because um, Michael B. Right, Jordan or the guy who plays Michael uh, Michael B. Jordan. He, in, uh, yes, yeah, yeah. He, he was cast because that's who Ryan Coogler wanted to play Black Panther. Oh, that, really? That's, that's literally what I've like heard from multiple sources. That it's like he wanted his Black Panther to be. Uh, Michael Jordan, yeah, exactly, because he's worked with him before, but he couldn't get that, so that's why he brought him in on that. But I did um, think that he, yeah, he I put on like a, the actor a performance. Who plays Black Panther, I think the actor, is, yeah, Chadwick, does, he's I great. I actually think he's better casted than Michael B. Jordan. Uh, and like, here's the thing: is like, I don't have a problem with Michael B. Jordan as an actor per se. In the Marvel universe, I think he's over the top. Personally, I didn't actually, and I, I respect the okay. fact that a lot of people really like him as a yeah, villain. Yeah, yeah. And I actually get the, I get the idea that he is also kind of in that Thanos realm of like a villain with a purpose. But I thought that he was a little bit too over the top in that film, and a little bit too, you know, gangster and just. I, to me, it was he was kind of cheesy. I'm sorry, I mm-hmm. thought he, I found him kind of like his deliveries were a little bit cheesy for me yeah. and i was i, I and and that like that's a whole other film we could yeah, probably yeah, no, do it but i totally under like i get why yeah. people like it but i thought that black panther has for me become sadly not as great as i thought he was going to be in civil and war in they civil actually war, gave him such a great art he and has a fantastic for, arc yes. and he's so mysterious and cool mm. and like they got the suit right and then they did that silly purple thing. It's like a Boba, sorry, Ugh. it's a Boba Fett thing. Every you see Boba Fett when you first see him in the Empire and you're like, wow, yeah. he is so yeah, cool. Awesome. He's so damn mysterious. And that's what I felt with uh, Black Panther being in Civil War. And he's intimidating. Exactly. And then it's like, I'm going to peel it back and guess what? Boba Fett's actually a clone of Jango Fett, which I still love Jango Fett. I don't care what anybody says, <laughs> but I still can't stand the the little Boba. It's like, <laughs> okay, Dad, get him. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. get him, Dad, get him. Fire! Like, yeah. fire! Thank, thank you, <laughs> thank right. you. So they, they basically <laughs> turned uh, Black Panther into little Boba. 
<laughs> the little boba of the uh, yeah. <laughs> Marvel he, universe. He just, yeah, I, I kind of think <laughs> that too. Boba. And like even the coolest part with him with in in this uh, Infinity War is when you kind of when you see him break away with Captain and he America. Charged, oh, dude, that was oh, yeah. so really awesome. great stuff. That was one of exactly. my favorite moments. But you with just him they just go charging. They haven't done a good job of preserving what made Black Panther great. He felt like a C-list character in this film. Yes, mm. it's like let me host your superhero party in Wakanda where we will have an epic battle. And get this man a shield. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. It's just like all of the, it, he just feels so whatever. Like, yeah, no, I don't uh, know. I just, I feel I like in this movie particularly, they, they focus so much on his sister. And yeah. She's, Who the, is she's the commander and, and she's always like questioning him as the king where it's like, hang on a minute. I know you're going for, you know, equality and all this sort of stuff, but he's, you know, he still should be like making king, the better yeah. decisions. Yeah, and he's a great, like, he does prove himself to make good decisions in previous films. Like, he, he does, or in, in Civil War, that's the yeah. thing. He's a tactician. He makes decisions, like, based on what he feels is right, and he's emotionally mm -hmm. driving himself, but he's also, first. like... You're like around. this guy knows what he's doing. Yeah. Like he's he's where he needs to be at the right time, and he's trying to get what he need. What he's trying to accomplish something, and he's doing a good job of it. So, what did you think of the action though in the uh, the third act? I personally the um, the nameless monsters, mm -hmm. uh, which basically were the same as the Shatari and the first Avengers. It kind of felt right, like it yeah. was just it, they're just things to punch. Um, yeah. And it just, I kind of feel like we deserved as an audience a little bit more background story on at least those things. At least we were given a little bit background with the Black Order because you're like, oh, it's Thanos' crew and mm -hmm. whatnot. Well, I, but I, I find that the problem with a lot of these uh, these monsters is that when you get away from the, the humanoid form and the, you know, two central eyes and a face, you lose a lot of that connection and you stop, you stop, you don't care, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's because you know, they don't have the expression. It was like when I watched that. Um, what was that? The 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 prawn movie uh, with um, Neil Blomkamp wrote it. It's the South African film, and and it's about the the prawns. Remember that one? The aliens. Oh, are in South uh, District Nine. District Nine. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they went away. They did such a like non-human face. Yeah. I never was able to connect with the the prawn character. So mm -hmm. for them to have any sort of emotional pull is gone. That's kind so, of a good uh or commentary on then on like the human race in that sense can we not uh, um uh connect to anything that's not something well that looks I, like us, I don't think know? so I, I I don't think that's true I mean we're very connected to animals and, and all that very sort true. of stuff but when it's sort of to me, it, it's like a sort of a blessing and a curse in the same form because you see these aliens and they look just like humans except they have a, they have no nose, right? So it's kind of like, well, it's not no a great nose, job no on the character design, but on the other hand, that's pretty much all you can really do with it, I think, to have a successful um, tension with the, the, the well, monster. And it's a production standpoint too, I find, uh, as well. They don't have to animate near as much. Yeah, they reminded me of the villain or the uh, the creatures in um, a, si a Quiet Place. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I oh, did. I haven't, uh, seen, that I haven't seen it yet, oh, but they showed the film, they showed the monsters of what they actually look like, and I literally thought it was actually a scene from. Infinity oh really? War. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. um I I thought okay, so here's my thought on the battle. 
was it was I didn't think that it was the most amazing part of the film. And those you're right, those creatures are exact Ryan, you're exactly right. It's they're things to punch. But <laughs> they uh, some I actually didn't have too much of a problem with them because I thought that they didn't really concentrate on that too much. I mean, like a film like that, you kind of expect an epic battle to go down and there's not going to be too many important characters on both sides. Mm-hmm. They did a what I felt like they did with that well enough was they kind of showed the 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 power of um who the power of who enters the field and becomes um a force in that battle, right? Like Thor's entrance into that, oh, I was like, "Yeah, this is phenomenal. awesome." Bring me Thanos. Yeah, he just like oh, smashes in and like and like takes out a ton of them with uh, Stormbreaker. So yeah. you kind of need those things you guys where it's are like so screwed now. Yeah, it's basically the it's yeah. It's, I am Steve it, Rogers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they're they're you're yeah. keeping all these other characters busy. You yeah. get this kind of the thing I thought that was a little bit, and I don't. There's a back and forth on mm. this uh, discussion. There's like. It's in Wakanda. The scale of it feels small because it's in Wakanda. But then again, you don't want to go to a major city again because every superhero movie does this yeah. where they destroy yeah. a city. So you kind of, I get that. And they already did that in the event. They already That's, did it they in can't, the Avengers. They can't go back to New York. So I just felt like that scene was kind of a throwaway. And like a it's a measuring stick for like how much power is in this entire fight, right? And then yeah. Thanos yeah. shows up completely away from the battle in the forest. There's nothing going on there. And it kind of... It, it it branches off, right? So it's like, yeah. here's well, something to keep out. everybody busy. Remember, here's how powerful these people mm-hmm. are. Oh, but also we've got Thor making Stormbreaker. Yeah. We've got Thanos dealing with Captain... Or Thanos dealing with uh, Iron Man and Spider-Man and all these people over here. And they're just keeping the story kind of climactic and interesting yeah. till this all happens. So I didn't actually yeah. have too much of a problem with it. You kind of need some things to punch every once in a while just to keep everybody in focus okay well i know i need some things to punch every once in a while to keep my focus up (laughs) exactly so Um, i was gonna say uh favorite couple was definitely bucky and uh uh rocket raccoon oh never mind okay Uh, (laughs) (laughs) can i have your arm no yeah they kind of they kind of separated bucky and captain america and this is like the la in Civil War it got a little bit too uh, romantic there, yeah, yeah. so let's let's make uh, <laughs> Rocket Raccoon. <laughs> Which made me sad. <laughs> I was all these uh, the the fan fiction with all these oh, Bucky yeah. Cap things. That it's like can't can't people just be friends? <laughs> but they they did give a very touching moment. Steve, I don't feel so good. Puff. Oh yeah, that's true. They are buddies. That's the thing. Is like it's great to see good friendships on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, <laughs> and good indeed. friendships separated by fingers snapping <laughs> and death. That brings yes. it together. I thought. Uh, I thought. Okay, that it so was... how do you feel about all the characters that were wiped out in the end? Well, actually, that's a, it's great that you brought up that point. Um, well, thank you, Ryan. I was just gonna say it's the original Avengers, everyone! Hooray! Yeah. They're the I, only ones honestly, left. Honestly, I was pretty happy about it. I, I, yeah, totally. Don't really care too much for a lot of those periphery characters, like mm-hmm. the Guardians guys. Whatever, they're not a big deal to me. So I was pretty happy about everyone who got uh, wiped out. I was a little surprised by Doctor Strange, just because I expected him being of such magical prowess, he would have some little 
uh, spell or something that would protect him. But I think, well, he knew what he needed to do. That, that was the thing. Yeah, like, the they did a Asian guy is, is still around, though. Wong so. is, or, yes. And they did say he's <laughs> actually protecting the rest of the sanctums. Right. Yeah. So he's, uh, I, I felt like, Doctor Strange serves a bigger purpose than we quite get. Yes, they and, actually and even he, said Tilda Swinton's coming back as the uh, Ancient One in Avengers Four as well. Who is? Sorry, Tilda Swinton. Who's that? Is that her she's, name? She's. Uh, is she from the she original was, Doctor Strange? She's yeah, yeah. the girl. She's the lady who plays the White Witch in Narnia. Yes. Oh, she's coming back to life again? Yeah, because they, they go back in time. So oh, they're saying that they're bringing her cool. back as well for a I reason. I liked her. She was great. She did a great job. Yeah, I'm excited about that, though. Well, it's like they're, they're well that's the thing. is like it, If they just bring back all of the characters who died, that doesn't make it all that interesting. If they start bringing back people who were not, we don't expect, who have, gone, who have passed away... Well, look, I'm just going to say, if they don't bring back Colby Smothers, I don't know what I'll do. Oh, she's coming back. There's no way she wouldn't. <laughs> she's pivotal for me in these movies, man. Excelsior, I'm back too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, one question I did have with the end credit thing, or the end tag. What was the little sign that uh, that on the... The beeper? He dials the beeper thing. It looks like a GoPro with... Another yeah, Dan, you're such a noob. That's Captain Marvel's. Uh, that's the uh, her symbol for Captain the Marvel. Who? Captain Marvel. It's the oh, is Captain that what Marvel that is? movie yeah. that's coming out with uh, what's her name again? Sorry, uh, Brie Larson. Brie Larson. Which Brie Larson. I have to say, I've seen both Canadian. trailers. Canadian. I haven't seen yeah. them yet. Uh, both trailers I've seen, and I'm uh, I'm hoping that this is a, this is a I mean this doesn't mean the same thing for you, Dan, that it does for me, but I'm hoping that it's a Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. situation where the trailer was like i don't know about this and then it's actually better because her right. delivery for me is quite weak in some of those trailers. yeah the, her voiceover mm. for sure and you know what else actually i hope it's not a, in the sense i i enjoyed black panther but i do feel um like what you had said that it pulled a little too much away from the veil mm -hmm. and i feel that this might happen with Captain Marvel because they're trying to set her up as being the new Captain America. They're moving her too fast. They're moving her why, too why fast. Though? Why? Why do that when we still have Captain Evans America is... and Bucky, though? Well, as there's they... a, there's rumors that Captain America, despite the fact that he's basically said goodbye to the Marvel Universe in public, that he yeah. actually is signing back on. Yeah. I mean, what else is he going to do, right? Like, that's a sick-paying gig, man. You might as well ride Snow that Piercer cash too? pony. Yeah. If, well, if I was offered something like that, and, like, that character's done so well, and he's become so yeah. popular, it's like, yeah. yeah, you just you should just play that character out as long as you possibly can. Ride the gravy train, man. There's no point in getting off of it now, because it's like yeah. you're already solidified as that character. Don't yeah. think that you can start a, start fresh after this. And you exactly. know Disney's like going to DH him. Yeah, exactly. All the time, so he'll live forever. Exactly, he will always be Captain America to a yeah. huge amount of people. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But anyway, yeah, yeah. I thought that, uh, yeah, that. So that's Cap. That's a Captain Marvel reference. You should. Mm -hmm. It's coming out in March, and then Avengers yeah. is coming out in May. Is that right? Uh, yeah. Avengers. Man, they're is, really piling them on. Oh, yeah. they're pushing them out. And now. July is uh, actually no. You should see Disney's lineup for next year. So this, they have Captain Marvel. They have Aladdin. They have the lion king they have um toy story 4 um, star wars movies star wars episode 9 Ooh. they have like they literally are taking all the money uh, uh dumbo so, yeah it looks like disney's poised to make like yeah. 10 billion dollars next year yeah 
So yeah. dang. Ten movies, ten billion. Oh, Artemis Fowl. I don't. Disney's going to be able to under. retire. Well, no, Star Wars year. will make three, mil- three. Star Wars will make three billion dollars anyway. I don't know. All the boycotts. Own, so it's gonna, and the Avengers will make two billion. Yeah, man. Could you imagine if Disney They're retired? Gonna buy the like rest the of entire the company decided to just retire. It's like, yep, we done it. We Stopped did it. it. We made all yeah. the money. <laughs> now we're done. <laughs> okay. We've drained our movie-going audiences' bank accounts. Yeah, everybody. In one year. Yeah. <laughs> Fifty percent of their Earth died <laughs> because of the yeah. just exhaustion of Disney movies. Well, Will Smith oh. is in both Dumbo and uh, Aladdin, so I'm kind of very God, curious. God, I'm what excited they about that. <laughs> I'm just <Woo>! kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Have you ever seen an elephant fly? Well, stay tuned. Yeah. Um, well, I guess, guys, uh, should we? Should we we've talked about a lot here. Should yeah, we rate our I think film? That's here? about it. Yeah, Ryan, as our guest, why don't you give us your rating first? Or um, you know, you could always go last. It's up to you. Uh, no, no, I'll, I'll go first with uh, either. I'll go with either uh, four or sorry, five gems out of six, or two snaps out of five. No, I'm just kidding. Not two snaps out of five. <laughs> um, I would definitely rate this as one of the uh, better well-told stories within the marvel universe um Mm -hmm. again i it's not a perfect film so i'll stick with my initial rating of five gems out of six now how does that equate to a one out of ten scale yes Mm, the one out of ten scale i definitely put it as a nine in that sense because okay Okay, so the reason why i'll say it's a nine though is the way they balance the characters and it didn't actually feel like i was bored during the movie Okay, so here's the interesting thing is I think that I was thinking about this yesterday. Is we're all going to scale this out of 10 based on two different, uh, two different scaling methods. One is we're comparing them against other Marvel films, but as a film film. And I think we should score okay. them on, on both spectrums. Do you know what I'm saying, yeah. Dan? I do know what you're saying, John. So I think that's fair because I think Marvel has kind of created a category in and of itself. Yeah. So... Yeah. Well, with as 18 far as films like, under their belts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so how do you feel about them as, and the score can be the same. I actually do. Do you think that this is a film that you can compare to your favorite, favorite film of all time and score it in that as just a film and as, as just a film and keep and maintain that score? Or do you have a Marvel score? Okay. So I'll, we'll answer that question first. Both of you guys. Yes or no. Okay. I think we can agree that, yeah, they, they are two different things. Okay. What, are, what are your thoughts on that, Dan? Um, yeah, no, I, I, would, I would agree as well. I don't think that this, like, the rewatchability, as we've talked about of these films for me, is, is not all that high for most mm. of them. Um, I wasn't looking forward to rewatching this film for a third time. Um, <laughs> But uh, and I was actually, frankly, I was pretty surprised that I saw it twice in theaters. And but um, as a Marvel film, like definitely my favorite is Thor. That that's probably I'd score that like a nine. I think Thor. This one I'd, I'd probably put about a seven and a half. I think eight. Out of yeah. all films, like this um, is a film in general. Yeah. Well, okay. maybe as a film in general, I don't know that maybe maybe a six as a film in general. Just because there are so many phenomenal films out there that it's really hard to compare it to, say, something like uh, Whiplash, which we did last week, which is a we all phenomenal. Gave a, we all gave 10. We gave that a 10 oh. out of 10. Yeah. 
We loved it. Saw that um, on a plane as well. And honestly, yeah. I've never been more captured in my life. That's that a was, good. Uh, yeah. That is a ten out of ten. It's fun. Yeah. So to yeah, place that in, not fun, but it's in sort movie. of that realm as well with like you know seven and all these other amazing mm-hmm. films that we've talked about. It's it's ah I don't know. I, if we do it like that, I'd probably give it a six. But uh, in a Marvel universe, I give it an eight. Okay. So here's my I'll just to loop it and we'll loop it back to Ryan for the last and final score. Uh, because you've are you've given your you've given your I'm assuming Marvel score, but it could be your score score. So I would put this film uh, I actually really liked it. I I I enjoyed rewatching it. I saw it in theaters once with Ryan and then I saw it uh, I rented it uh, with Tom uh and a few other people and then I watched it yesterday and I really enjoyed rewatching it again. Uh, so I would give it in the Marvel universe, probably a nine Okay. in the, in the Marvel universe as a film film. I think I'd probably give it uh, a seven. All right. All right. And then, uh, I guess, um, I'm going to stick with a nine for the Marvel universe because it's been the best thing we've seen so far in the sense of everything coming to a head. Mm-hmm. Avengers four, I feel is going to blow it out of the water. Wow. Tall order. They, but you know, there's they, no they other way they can go up, they right? They continue to so, surpass themselves. So, exactly. Yeah, they, I don't think they forced. will with Mar- Captain Marvel, but I think they will with uh, with yeah. Avengers Four. Um, yeah. So I'll save a ten for Avengers Four because I think it'll be a satisfying conclusion. Wow, you you pre-branded it as a yep. uh, as a ten. Wow. I will pre-brand it. Um, <laughs> but uh, as an overall movie, I'm going to give it a seven point five. The reason okay. being. Um, it it obviously doesn't hit everything, but yeah. the gut punch at the end definitely. Yeah. It, oh, it, and it's one of the top uh, movies that I've actually come out of being like, man, that yeah. sucked. It's a powerful superhero movie, and, really and the is. the the music that they play mm. during the credits was just so awesome. Like it's so it's really emotional good. and so like. Well, then uh, the final. I don't silence. want to just say sad. It's so much more than sad. It's almost despondent. You know that the piano bit. It was amazing. Yeah. Well, yeah, all those moments and there's like artists, like from an artist point of view or from an art direction point of view, uh, Vormir is a like amazing scene planet mm-hmm. that they that they set up. The music mm-hmm. and everything, like mm-hmm. tonally, they do yeah. really really well. Uh, yeah, so when he, when he up, snaps right? his fingers and goes into the um, the, soul the, the souls the soul realm, yeah. yeah, like he's that's super powerful, beautiful, like great scene. And then when he fulfills, uh, he he ultimately does what he says he's going to do, which he's going to look out on a sunset and uh, what what was the line again, Dan? I forget. You said it. I will um, uh, watch the sunset. Watch the sunrise watch sunset. over a grateful universe. Yeah, was he watching the sunrise or was it setting though? I don't actually know. Oh, that's a good question. That's kind of interesting. Mm. Uh, but he goes and basically escapes to a, a paradise planet and watches the sunrise or set. It looked like a set to me, which maybe oh, so hang he on. contradicts yeah. what he's doing. Well, this is this is one last question for Ryan. It, does the glove still work because it takes damage? Yeah, that's actually that was the thing I was very like most surprised about is when he makes that snap. The yeah. gauntlet looked wrecked. Yeah. And I yeah. think that's why the reason why they have to go back in time is because the gauntlet doesn't work anymore. Mm. You know, it, like what Thanos did means it's done. It's not right. like, uh, so Watch I feel like not kill. the stones are done, exactly. but the actual conducting of its united yes. power is finished exactly. because that Maybe that's why there's two because there's still them. the other gauntlet on the other planet. With the, the dwarf guy. Forge. Oh, 
yeah, yeah. Well, that oh, was, was that, no, that was, that was a mock up. That was that just was a mock up. Yeah, that was the mold. Yeah. Yeah. And anyways, I, I thought. Yeah. yeah That's yeah. a question answered in Avengers four, and which I've held to now being a ten. So, um, I will say <laughs> though, out of all superhero movies, Dark Knight is still number ten. Ooh. It is the mm. ten. So I'd say if Batman wow. Begins is my favorite. Really? So I love Batman Begins. Yeah. But I just. Batman Begins. Dark Knight is great. Like the greatest part about Dark Knight is Heath Ledger's performance mm-hmm. and the fact that he is his presence is through that film, but his screen time is very minimal. But the tension throughout, yeah. with, all, with yeah, the yeah. way the music, no, I, the way it was I, shot, that's the reason why yeah. I love it so much. I I, I think yeah. the first two thirds are good. I think that that loses it a bit at the the last. Yeah, third, that's the fair. Whole Harvey Dent stuff, but but hey, that's another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Well, but guys, Ryan, thank you. Thank you so much for being on. We'll have to get it. you back when we do uh, Avengers 4. Awesome. Well, See if that tent really me. holds up. Yeah, we definitely have to hold you to that. Yeah, if it yeah. Uh, if it gets below, you know I'm not going to be a happy camper. Yeah, well, that'll be a good uh, that'll be interesting came out. discussion either way. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Dan, you want to take us out? I do, and I will leave you with the wor- words of Thor. I bid you farewell and good luck, morons. <laughs> Awesome. Excellent. All right. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And thank you again, Ryan. And we will see you next time. See ya. Bye.